What's going on? This is Redneck Tech Podcast number two. This is my second go at this podcast thing. Um, This is actually my second time recording this particular podcast because the first time I had my phone a little close to my uh, microphone and there was a clicking and popping that I uh, didn't realize until after I was done a 26-minute podcast. So now we're doing it all over again. But uh, a little more set up for this one so hopefully this one will be even better than the first one it'll be a little more concise and not quite 26 minutes so uh, what we're going to talk about this this go around is how to hang a camera arm properly and before you can hang your camera arm properly you've got to have your tree stand hung properly and when I'm talking about this I'm obviously probably going to talk in terms of a perfect world with a perfect tree which we all know doesn't exist there's going to be a knot or there's going to be a limb or there's going to be a bend in a place that you don't want it at about 20 feet 25 feet exactly where your stand needs to be also I'm going to talk about this in terms of you are filming someone else because I have uh, be the first one to tell you I'm not a self filmer I don't self film I've tried it a couple times very unsuccessfully got very frustrated having to carry that much stuff set up that much stuff pretty much said this is the toughest thing ever and to the guys that do it more power to you that is not my cup of tea never claimed to be and I if you catch me self-filming something's happened very wrong in my life because uh, that is that is that is my opinion the hardest thing to do while trying to hunt is trying to film your own hunt Um, so first things first is when you set up a camera arm you have to have a good camera stand first so when I film 99 times out of 100, I'm hunting out of a double set. And what we call double sets are two lock-ons that are hung at about 45 degree angles from each other, uh, you know, 20, 25 foot up a tree with ladder sticks. First things first, do not, I repeat, do not hang a cameraman stand, do not hang a tree stand for that matter, without a harness, hang it with a lineman's belt, and install a safety, uh, safety line. Uh, like the hunter safety system lifelines just do it they're cheap they're easy and they will save your life I had a uh, Oklahoma three years ago I did not have one in a tree got to the top step had a strap break and I almost died uh, I was actually filming Chuck Belmore for the habit and he was standing under the tree as it happened and uh, he held his arms out like he's gonna catch me like a little baby and I'm a 275 pound baby falling 25 foot. I'd have killed him and me. So uh, luckily, as I fell to my death, I reached my arms out and caught a limb on my way down and caught myself. So, uh, you know, but if that limb wouldn't have been there, if I wouldn't have died, I would have def- more, I would most definitely have been paralyzed. So I refuse to climb in one without a safety line now. It was one of those things that I don't ever want to do again. Um, I actually think we we did fix a stand and hunted it that evening and actually killed a deer out of it. I guess if you could find a silver lining in that whole thing. But um, So we've got our hunter stand set up. It is set up in the most opportune place to get a shot. Uh, you know, like if you're in Kentucky or South Georgia, that might be over a feeder. Or if you're, you know, in mid-late October, you're near a scrape or you know, a game trail or whatever it may be, uh, you've got that set up for the most opportune shot opportunity. All right, your hunter is right-handed. 
So your cameraman stand needs to be over his right shoulder. I like to set my cameraman stand up to where the platform, which is where your feet go, are about the same height as where the seat on the hunter stand is. So about 18 inches to two feet higher. The reason for that is, is generally when you put your camera arm in the tree and you hang it at the right height, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, the camera will hit the, cam the hunter right eye level in the face, depending on how tall they are and you know all the you know, perfect world factors again. But that's generally where you want it. You don't ever want your camera arm looking down on your hunter if you can help it, but you definitely don't ever want it looking up at your hunter. So if you have to choose looking up at your hunter or looking down, you want to be above them a little bit more. If the tree lends itself to getting a little bit higher, definitely get above. It just looks awkward when you're looking up at somebody. Uh, just the, we, We'll get into the psychology of stuff later, but you just don't want to look up at them. Uh, either eye level or look down, but preferably eye level if you can help it. Uh, you know, So we've got our stand set up. We've got our lifeline. We're hooked in the tree. So I'm going to climb up the tree with my camera arm on my back, and I run a really big camera arm. I run the Muddy Boss Hog arm, which they don't even make anymore because there was such a small market for people running camera arms that were that big. So uh, that's the camera arm that I have. You have to buy them. If you do want one, you have to find them used either on Archery Talk or eBay or uh, some of the Facebook marketplaces. But I bought mine and I carry it up in the backpack and I have my camera as always, I carry my camera in my hand and I carry my camera arm on my back. So I uh, hook my camera to a uh, uh, pull-up rope or retractable pull-up rope, which that'll be in my tips and tricks later because it's the best pull-up rope in the history. If the pull-up ropes can be good, this one's the, this one's the correct, this one's the one to have. Sorry, I've got a, I've got an itch. Um, anyway, uh, so I get up in my tree stand, I lay my backpack on the seat of the tree stand. I take my base out first, and I like to take my base and put it about uh, my waistband, like the top of the base right at my waistband. I run my strap around the tree. Hopefully my hunter can help me. Most of the time they don't because they're still getting their stuff set up. And most of the time you're doing this in the dark if you're hunting in the mornings. So you get your ratchet strap started. And then once I get it started, I like to move the base to either my right side or the left side. I really don't care which side it's on, just as long as it's out of the hunter's way and it's in a place where I can get to it quickly. Most of the time you want to run it on your right side because you run your camera with your right arm. And that way the viewfinder's on the right side, or not on the right side, but on the correct side. And uh, when you're filming your hunter around the left side of the tree, your arm isn't in the shot. I run it on both sides. I really don't care. I just want it to be in a you know the most opportune position to where I can see the most and it doesn't get in my way and it's in a place to where if a deer comes out in certain places I can still film them. And I don't get, you know, tied up in a knot trying to get my camera turned one way or the other. Uh so I I get it about my waistband. I get it to one side or the other and then I like to cinch it down just below waist level when I'm standing. So I stand up and I cinch it just below waist level. The reason I do it at that height is because I want it to, when I put my arm and my fluid head and my camera on, that's, that height is gonna be a little bit higher. It's gonna be about seven or seven or nine inches higher than where the base is. And that is a perfect height for me to be able to run the camera sitting or standing because a lot of time an animal will come in and catch you with your pants down 
and you can't stand up. Uh, so you have to run it sitting down. But if I can get stood up, I'm going to stand up because you can just run the camera so much better standing. But sometimes you just don't have that choice. But uh, And another thing I like for my base is I like it to be as close to my body as I can. I don't want it to be further around the tree. I like to essentially tuck it up against my side when I'm sitting down because I can lay my, I can rest my arm on it or I can lean up against it and it just makes me more comfortable when I'm sitting there and it's a great platform to you know stick my arm in front of me and I can like rest my arms and hold my phone up and cruise Instagram while I'm sitting in the tree so it, it serves a lot of different purposes once I get it where I want and I get it cinched down I get my camera on and I get my arm and fluid head and all that good stuff on there I make sure to level it the best I can my camera arm is so heavy it sags in certain places so I like to make sure it's level to where when it's in its resting place when I'm not running it it's sitting in an opportune place where I can reach and get it very quickly that way I don't have to create more movement for me or the hunter you know because that's the last thing I want to do is spook an animal away from our hunter or, you know because we've already worked to get a tree you know tree stands up you know scouted deer and all the things that we've done I'd hate to you know because I my camera arms not level for you know me having to reach halfway around the tree to get it is the reason we you know miss an opportunity so that's where I like to have it all right and another thing that you need to think about when you're setting up your camera arm is where are you gonna put your second angle like your Garmin verb or your GoPro I'm a Garmin verb fan for people listening um, GoPros just generally are junk um, the Garmin verb actually does what it's supposed to turns on records doesn't corrupt cards charges its battery holds its charge Pretty much all the you know standard issue things that a camera's supposed to do, it actually does. Uh, and I like the form factor of the older ones, the long, narrow ones. But uh, when you're setting up your camera arm, you've got to think about that second angle, where you're going to put it, and uh, is it going to be in a place that you can run it. Don't ever assume that your hunter is going to run the second angle, because they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about hunting. And if you've ever hunted with the people that I hunt with, touching a camera, they're allergic to cameras. They're allergic to electronics. They want to just hunt. So make sure you set it up to where you can run it and your big camera and you keep your movement down as much as possible. Uh, another thing that you want to do is uh, setting it up and taking it down. You want to be able to do it as quietly as possible. And a lot of times that's hard to do. On my, Most of the time on my arms I'll wrap them in like that uh, clothish tape, camouflage tape is it deadens the noise a lot you know it camouflages them it breaks up their outline a little more um, there's just a couple things you can do to them to simplify them to make them essentially easier to work with you can you know, pre-adjust them if you know a tree is going to be a certain way you can you know uh, you know go ahead and get your strap a certain way you know I like to have my strap to where it goes in from the left and out on the right because it's easier for me to run I'm left-handed so it kind of makes it easier for me to reach around and grab the ratchet strap to tighten it and all that good stuff um, a lot of people ask me what is a good arm like I said I run the muddy boss hog arm that's the arm I ran forever because the cameras I run and the fluid head the fluid head I run is eight pounds it's the biggest bulkiest one out there but it's also the best one out there and I think my my full rig you know rigged out is like 26 pounds out on the end of that camera arm so that's the problem with my rig is it's a lot bigger than what most guys are running um, if you're looking for a great entry-level arm for self-filming, the Muddy Outfitter is a great one. And the, mid, the mid-range arm that they have, which is their top of the line now, is the Muddy Hunter. Um, I don't have any experience with the new 4th Arrow arms. I've heard good and bad. I've heard really good on the consumer side for smaller cameras. 
uh, and I've heard on their bigger arms for their more professional cameras they just they don't they don't handle the weight very well because those knuckles are really easy to adjust but they don't have a lot of hind end to hold the, the weight and the bulkiness of these bigger cameras so just think about that when you're you know going to buy an arm never ran a third arm don't know anybody that ever has ran one I've always been a muddy guy and I've they hold up really well and uh, I beat the crap out of mine and it's it's still rolling um, another reason and I meant to talk about this earlier that you hang your stands the way that you do to where you're you know you're that close to your hunter is one reason is to you know to make you look a little bit smaller than you are even though there's two big bears hanging up in a tree you know you try and try and make yourself look like one big piece in the tree instead of two big blobs up there but uh, another reason is communication you want to be able to communicate with your hunter the best you can uh, if you're running wireless mics hopefully you're wearing earbuds you should be if you're not and if a, you know they see an animal coming in you can get ready and communicate with them you know over their shoulder like yes I'm ready no I'm not ready or where are they can I stand up all that good stuff but uh, you know you also need to create a dialogue with your hunter uh, my two commands are either no or kill it you know those are the two things that I'll tell my hunter if you don't hear me say anything then that means no you know I'm gonna give you a verbal command um, on what on what to do or if an animal's in a wide open field and they come out and they're you know right in front of us and there's nothing gonna obstruct my view no limbs no bushes no you know whatever I'll tell my hunter as soon as they come out whenever you're ready to take the shot I'm ready you know and, and the only way that that changes is if I tell you okay okay now I'm not ready you know and I'll make sure that they know what my verbal commands are so there's no gray area you don't ever want to break down the communication another huge thing that a lot of guys overlook that I've had to do a lot and I've noticed a lot over the years especially when you're hunting with three types of hunters young hunters inexperienced hunters or hunters that get buck fever and we've all had we've all had that before to where something's happening it's the heat of the moment and as the producer you have to have the clear head because if they're a young hunter inexperienced hunter or they get buck fever they're not thinking clearly a lot of the time so you have to be that voice of reason you have to say look calm down he doesn't know we're here or you know just sit still be quiet don't move he sees us you know whatever it may be you've got to be the coach in the tree and make sure that everything is going smoothly you have your head on your shoulders and you're not freaking out like the kid may be or your hunter may be so a lot of times just that little nudge that little boat of confidence hey man we're going to get this done just take a deep breath you know squeeze through your shot or if you know if a doe's getting spooky make sure you hold low you know all the coaching stuff that they might not be thinking about in that moment you have to be thinking about you have to have that clear head and lastly practice in the yard set your camera arm up find the right height that you like the best throw a ball for your dog and chase him through the yard figure out how to work around limbs figure out how to work around other trees and other obstacles find out how best to run your camera and how you like it positioned you know how you like your fluid head set how you like those type of things and that's another thing not to overlook is don't skimp on your fluid head don't skimp on your support, your tripod, your camera arm, and your fluid head because those make your life so much easier when you have good ones. I have the best fluid head out there. It's very, very expensive, but once you run one, you'll never run another one. I've ran Manfrotto's, I've ran Benro's, and those type things, and I'm not a huge fan. I run a 
a Sockler uh, fluid head, and I'm telling you, man, it's it's the baddest one out there. But they bring your loan officer; they're high. But once you run, like I said, once you've ran one, you'll never want to run anything else. But uh, for the most part, that is the you know the basics of hanging a cameraman, a cameraman stand, and an arm. Uh, you know, I hope hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. If you have any questions or comments or want to look at some of the other podcasts, which, like I said, this is only the second one. I'm working on getting some more up. Go to rednecktechpodcast.com. Our email address is rednecktechpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've got Instagram and Facebooks, uh, Facebook as well. And you can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and iTunes. See you guys next time.